Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I'm so excited to have you again here today. And I am so excited about our special guest, Isaiah Cruz, who is going to be here with us today. And he's going to be talking about some information that I think that is very important. We're going to talk about the Christian struggle with pornography and the power to overcome it. And I'm sure that there are many that are listening out here. Know someone, if, it, if you're not yourself, having to find yourself dealing with those types of Um, issues at time and so that's why I wanted to have our guests here today to be able to talk with you and to be able to help you and Isaiah is a board certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and he specializes in addiction medicine medicine he's also has experience with depression anxiety bipolar schizophrenia heroin addiction cocaine meth food and porn addictions and so Thank you so much again, Isaiah, for being a part of the episode today. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. So today, um, before we get started, we're we're, going to talk about the struggle with pornography, but just tell us a little bit more about yourself that I didn't mention uh, to the listeners so they'll know a little bit more about you. Yeah. So um, let's see, I'm, I'm married my wife is also a nurse. Uh, we have four daughters, age three to 11. <laughs> and uh, so that's exciting. We like that. And uh, yeah, I've been doing addiction medicine for about the last six years now. I enjoy it. It's uh, it's kind of my thing now. And uh, over the past year, that's um, two years I've been treating pornography addiction. And I'm uh, talking to a colleague of mine and we talked about uh, taking it nationwide. And mm-hmm. um, so this this summer we launched a, a business uh, treating pornography addiction with medication in all fifty states. Awesome, awesome! That's very awesome. So today we're going to talk about you know the Christian struggle with pornography and the power to overcome it. And you know I was uh, what looking at some things in just the staggering number of Christians that actually deal with the pornography, but approximately what percentage, if you could let the listeners know what percentage of, you know, Christian married men uh, watch porn every day. And why do you think that's so? Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of different studies out there that the one, some of the ones I, I, uh, I quote, it's, uh, even like you said, married married Christian men uh, even fall victim to this. Approximately fifty five percent look at porn at least monthly, and uh, why? It's uh, it's kind of a a complex subject, and, and it's it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it uh, pornography releases dopamine. Anything that releases dopamine is has a potential for addiction, whether it be mm-hmm. food, gambling, 
uh, and then drugs, uh, they all do that. So people, people will seek that dopamine out for different reasons, stress, a bad day at work, uh, frustrated sexually, frustrated in their marriage. Um, there's a lot of different reasons that they, their brain is looking for that dopamine and they're just looking in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you, I, I'm very interested to know, um, do you know the percentage of women and children who uh, actually uh, struggle with this dopamine as well issue with the porn addiction? Yeah. So um, the children one, I'm pretty passionate about because I, I have four, four daughters. <laughs> and um, so the whole generation is is being uh, altered by by this access to pornography. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you and I were growing up, uh, on, on occasions, uh, uh, we would get a hold of, I don't know about you, but as, as a young boy, uh, mm-hmm, get a hold mm-hmm. of, of a Playboy magazine, mm-hmm, right? And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that wouldn't, we didn't have access to it. It would be like uh, once every six months, once twice, once every two years even. Right. And, and the, the images there, uh, not good. But they're nothing compared to what's available to the children today. And they right. have unlimited access to it. And and that's just the way it's warping their brain. So one uh so approximately uh I was at ninety-four percent of children will be exposed to porn by age 14. Wow. And <laughs> average age of first exposure is eleven years old. But mm. it gets worse because uh out of all the pediatric patients who who watch porn. So 17 and under, 22% is consumed by eight and nine-year-olds Whoa! under, under the age of 10. Oh, so, wow. Wow. And that's, and that's just too young. So yeah. one, one of my platforms uh, I eventually want to get to do is to restrict the access of pornography to children. Uh, so um, I, I use Under Armour as an example. I'm pretty sure it's them. So I'm a nurse and they have a nurse's discount. I, I think it's like 5% off or something like that. Um, but in order to get that discount, I have to go to ID.me, submit my driver's license, submit my address, submit my nursing license to get this code to put in the Under Armour's website to get their deal. Why can't we have that for adult websites right. to protect these children? So that's that's one of my uh, far distant goals. But for, for the immediate, uh, we want to help the addicted patient. Right, right. And so has there been any um, information or a lot? Have you um, saw that uh, information as regarding women? Have you seen yeah. a lot of information? Yes. So um, so the men, we know men that uh, it tends to affect men more. So okay. about 91% of men have watched porn in the last month. But women aren't, aren't excluded. Approximately 60% of women have consumed porn in that same past month. That was from a study in 2020. So it does affect women. And um, let me see here. I'm scrolling through my my statistics. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, 60% of women, that's over half. That's, yeah. that's over 50%. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so it's not it's no longer just a, a, a male problem. It's a female problem, too. And going back to the children, uh, the, there's been reports a lot of children teenagers will complement their sexual education with pornography so mm-hmm. which is unhealthy because mm-hmm. one it's not mm-hmm. real right and so right. it's false expectations and then two nine out of ten pornography videos have violence or aggression towards women 
So it's teaching the young girls that it's okay if they're aggressive or mm-hmm. violent. And mm-hmm. it's teaching the men, the boys, that it's okay that women like the aggression. And that's just not okay. Right, right. That is so true. And, and we need those restrictions, like you talked about earlier, for those younger uh, youth. I don't have any children of my own, but I have my nieces and nephews. And they love, of course, we know this is a technology age. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the young people are you know, accessing technology at alarming rates at what we used to do when we were children, as you were saying. And so you can come across it anywhere, you know, even though you have, you know, parents can still have, you know, block on different apps and different things, but, you know, they can get somebody else's phone. They can get somebody else's tablet that may not have Mm -hmm. that safety feature on it. And they're able to access this information. And so, uh, it's just concerning. And so that's why I'm glad to have you here today and you be able to give us some tips and tools. And even and while we're here, you know, what is a few tips that you would give us as far as the youth concerned, as far as them um, not being able to access it uh, so easily? Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of the common sense. I know Apple does a pretty decent job if you have Apple products to, to have parental controls. Uh, you have internet blockers, internet filters, Definitely recommend them. There's nothing wrong with them, uh, especially for the younger kids. As the children get older, I tend to recommend uh, internet accountability software, uh, which uh, it is what it sounds. It it gives the child freedom to mess up while you still have sway over them. So if an adult or a questionable website is accessed, it sends you an email saying at this time this website was accessed. And, and of course, you get occasional false alarms, but then you can t- sit down and talk with your child and your, your youth and say, hey, what, what's going on here? Um, I saw mm-hmm. you looked up this. How did that make you feel? Um, what, what, what was going through your mind at that time? Of course, don't shame them because uh, that's the opposite of what we want to do. But uh, I always tell parents to talk to your kids, uh, especially the average age of first exposure is 11. They may not have the vocabulary to know what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. So define pornography. This is pornography. And then how is pornography different than the statue of a topless person, right? Mm-hmm. Or the museum of a painting of a topless woman? Mm-hmm. How is pornography different than that? And that's a good question to a- ask. The, 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 it boils down to the intent. Why the intent of the, the, the painting? Is it intended to um, uh, provide an erotic sensation? Well, no. So that, that kind of excludes that. But anyhow, right, um, right. Give, give the definition of pornography. So that way, and then give your child what you expect them to do. Mm-hmm. So first mm-hmm. identify it. Okay. So tell your kid, this is pornography. What should I do next? I should turn around and go home, talk to my parents about it. So your job as a parent is not to freak out. Even if they're nine, 10 right. years old, uh, <laughs> you, you have to make it safe for them to talk to you because if mm-hmm. you flip out and, and they, they you know your neighbor's older brother exposed them to porn you can't go over there march over there call them on the phone <laughs> right. yelling and screaming <laughs> your kid's gonna know like i shouldn't tell mom next time i shouldn't tell dad next time so you want to make it safe for them you know, best question that I, I, I come up with is how how does that make you feel when you saw that because Inherently, we, we are conscious, uh, our conscious uh, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell us it's right or wrong. Yeah. The, the children know I should not be looking at this. This is wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can help them kind of express that, because like I said, they may not have the, the vocabulary to one, know what porn is, but also to know how they feel. Because oftentimes kids, they know how they feel. They just don't know how to express it and mm-hmm. kind of explain to them um, what what it does. So then inherently, I mean, as, as Christians, we we know pornography is wrong, but why? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. How do you how do you tell what what's wrong with pornography? Well, pornography is a third third leading cause of sex trafficking in the United States, according to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Mm, mm-hmm. So that means a lot of those people on there aren't willing participants. So that's wrong. Obviously, that's the type of slavery. And then explain to them the, the your beliefs, you know, each individual's parents' beliefs on marriage and, and the, the sanctity of marriage and um, sexual stuff. That's a good conversation to, to talk about sexual education, a good starter. And I always say, it's only weird if you make it weird. Mm-hmm. And if you just talk to them, if you can't say uh, the, the male-female genitalia without, without blushing or giggling, like, well, you have to overcome that first. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you know, call, call them the anatomical correct names mm-hmm. and give your children that. So right. uh, that that's, uh, other than that, it's kind of common sense and, and open that, uh, you know, get internet blockers, internet filters, and have these talks with your kids. And it's only awkward if you make it awkward and make an open door that they can talk to you about it and make it safe for them. That's good. And, you know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about that because, you know, uh, when I graduated from college, when I got out, I taught um, teen pregnancy prevention for uh, over half of, you know, pretty much um, my career. And so uh, you have to be honest with them. And like you said, I've had some youth that come to tell me some things that in inside of me, I want you to go, why did you do that? But, you know, you can't on the outward, they would never know it because if they did, they would never be able to come to you um, and be able to actually uh, get advice from you so that you can give them the knowledge that they need, that right. the correct knowledge that they need in order to help them. And so it is important that we don't um, freak out when they come to us about something, but actually come, uh, you know, with a mind that we are wanting to understand them and that we're wanting to be able to help them. And not that I know, and just working with tons of youth, that that's the way that you're going to be able to reach them is to make sure that you're understanding, but you're also truthful, but that you don't scare them away with your response as well. So that that is awesome. And, you know, um, I want to try to uh, change this up just a little bit because we uh, we do have a um, Christian listeners, but I think this is very important because it is pornography is a very big issue and you've given us the statistics for this. And I want to ask the question because I, you know, I'm, I, I hear this and I'm sure you've heard it before, but um, it's if one person believes or if people believes that Jesus is Lord over their lives and, you know, they fast and they pray, why do they still fall prey to pornography addiction? Does not the cross of Calvary and Christ's power suffice enough to free a person from their addiction? <laughs> so can yes. you kind of help the listeners um, with this and what, should, what your view is on this? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a deep question. So <laughs> it's difficult. Addictions are hard. So let's first define addiction. Addiction is defined. I define, I use a, the, this definition, doing something that's harmful to you, wanting to quit and not being able to. And that's mm-hmm. an addiction. Mm-hmm. So that, so watching pornography could be an addiction. So that I get this question a lot uh, when you ask, but I also get at what point, uh, you know, does a person lose their salvation? 
Mm-hmm. Watch, if you watch porn once, do you, do you lose your salvation? Well, I think most people would probably agree no. Right, uh, right. But what about twice or 10 times or 15 or 20? At what number is it? So short answer is, this is, this is just me talking. It's, uh, it's, I'm not a theologian. <laughs> right. But it's to the point where you give up. It's to you no longer have a conscious about, you no longer feel bad about watching porn. You no longer are trying to quit. Mm-hmm. that's when that's the point where a person loses their salvation. Mm-hmm. So that kind of ties into your original question. Like, why is this struggling? I don't have a good answer. You know, you, you always goes back to Paul's uh, take this thorn out of my side kind of thing. Like we all have some type of addiction. If it's not alcohol, it's mm-hmm. food, it's mm-hmm. gambling, it's TV. It's, it's something, you know, it's just a couch potato sitting and be pleasure. You, mm-hmm. Your brain's always seeking pleasure. So uh, if, if you're not, uh, just because you're not addicted to alcohol, doesn't make you better than the next guy. If right. you, especially, it just so happens porn is a hidden addiction. Mm-hmm. If you're an alcoholic, eventually somebody's going to find out. They're going to see you at the liquor store. They're going to smell it on your breath. You're going to be stumbling around. Pornography is not like that. You can have a pornography addiction and nobody needs to know about it because uh, mm-hmm. it's completely hidden. And and uh, so how does the, the power of Christ overcome uh, an addiction? So I, I go to Romans uh, is it Romans 12, 13, I believe. Mm-hmm. If by the spirit, we put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So that sounds great. I love that. But practically, how do you, by the spirit, put to death the deeds of the body? That's kind of vague. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so let's dig in a little deeper. The spirit. Okay. So um, the spirit needs to put to death the deeds of the body. So let's go to the armor of God. Of the armor of God, which one can put to death the deeds of the body? What which one is is an instrument of killing? What's the sword? The sword of the spirit. The sword mm-hmm. is the instrument of killing in which you put to death the deeds of the body. And if you go over to Genesis, uh, the word was with God. The word was God. So that brings us to you can interchange those words if by the spirit or if by the word of God you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So that's memorizing scriptures. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's using this as an offensive. So that's that's my my piece on it. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. addiction is hard. It's 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 hard because society sees it as a moral failing. Like you're mm-hmm. not strong enough. Whether mm-hmm. it's alcohol gambling or, or pornography, you're not moral enough. That's why you struggle with it. You just need to pray more. <laughs> right. Right. Well. You know, yes. they call it an addiction for a reason, though. You don't think they want to stop. And, and so uh, and that's and that's kind of where I take a different approach to it. Obviously, yes, I'm all about the word of God. I'm all about therapy. But I kind of stumbled upon medication being used for pornography addiction. And that kind of blew my mind at first. And I'm, I'm seeing it working over and over again. It just gives that little bit of push to help. And uh, I've uh, ironically, I've ran into the most resistance in the Christian crowd. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I get the general uh, dis, dis dislike for medication in general. I get it; uh, it's not ideal. 
mm-hmm. but neither is watching porn. <laughs> so, right, right. A lot, oftentimes, the Christian, I, I, I was surprised. I was like, all right, the churches are going to love this idea. It's going to be great. We're going to help so many people. And what I get is, no, that's not in a real addiction. Uh, they just need to pray more. It's mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. like, what? No, no. And it's the secular crowd that's kind of embracing like this this uh, anti-porn and using medication to help. So that kind of took me off guard, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's how I, I uh, participate in, in the treatment of pornography addiction. Uh, I do counseling as well, um, but uh, there's counselors everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's great counselors everywhere. You probably can do it better than I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but what most people don't know is that there are medications that can help. And even if you went to your family doctor, if you got enough nerve to tell them that you have a porn addiction, which is embarrassing, your doctor will probably send you to therapy. The, most doctors don't know that there is medication out there. So that's kind of where, where we, we uh, started this to kind of fill that gap. It's a nationwide telemedicine agency in every state and people, giving people access to medication for pornography use disorder. Right. And, you know, I was reading up on it, too, as well. Um, and what I noticed was it you said it doesn't work for everyone, but it's actually working for those, you know, who have. And you talk talk a little bit about that, a little bit more about the dopamine, it's, um, yeah. because that's how it goes in line and which is mm-hmm. basically biological. And yeah. I think if we un- explain it to the body of Christ in that way, this will help those that, you know, suffer with it biologically, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. And you have to help me, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, yeah. because um, and, and this on the other end, and the reason I bring it up because I, you know, I've dealt with it on both spectrums is uh, with uh, it's a deliverance issue. You know, you haven't been delivered. You haven't fasted and prayed enough because mm-hmm. it's a demon. It's a spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a spirit of fornication. Mm-hmm. It's a spirit mm-hmm. of this and that. And I, and I believe that there are certain things that are spirits. And I believe some mm-hmm. people do believe that. And mm-hmm. some don't. It's just up for debate. But I just strongly believe it because Jesus cast out demons. But at the sure. same time, there are things that are biological that a, that an individual may deal with that medication mm-hmm. does help. And God does use um, individuals on the earth to come up with ideas in order to help us to be free from those addictions. You know, Absolutely. and so it's not a one hit wonder because God, who's how who are we to say how God desires to deliver us, you know, because there's so much out there that could help. um, And that could be the avenue of deliverance. Do do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get that a lot as far as uh, what you were saying with the, there's not a pill out there that's going to work for everybody. We know that, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are going to have side effects. Some people aren't going to have side effects. It's just ain't going to work for it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I said, kind of in the beginning, I touched on the the dopamine. Mm -hmm. It's all about the dopamine. That's the, that's a feel good neurotransmitter. That's what makes us feel pleasure. And we Mm -hmm. love it. And it's it's a Mm -hmm. good thing. And it really is. But um, in the turn of the century, late, early teens, um, there's a couple of studies that came out that says alcoholism is genetic. And when I first heard that, I was like, oh, no way. You know, I, you know, cultures raised me to think, you know, alcohol addiction is a moral failing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I heard it explained like this, you know, you and I, same height, same weight, same age, same everything. You drink a beer, get a buzz like this. I drink a beer, get a buzz much higher. Well, who's likely to drink again? The person whose body metabolized alcohol in a way that released more dopamine. Mm-hmm. And that's genetics, who determines that much, much like pornography, there's different, uh, sexual drives. So mm-hmm. people have higher testosterone, even women have testosterone. Mm-hmm. Some women have higher, t- higher sex drive than others. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's genetics. 
And then there's a trauma base to it. Mm-hmm. Most of the, a lot of my patients have some type of trauma that they were exposed to some sexually explicit material and or abuse that causes them to uh, indulge in pornography. So it's not, and, and that debatably is maybe a little bit more where the, the demons and the possession mm-hmm. comes in with, with some of that um, heinous activity. Um, but like, like I said before, sometimes people just have a higher sex drive and, right, right. Uh, I, and exposure. Like I was exposed to porn at 10 years old. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. That's young. I didn't know it back then, uh, but your, your brain isn't fully developed. How, right. how does that, those huge spikes of dopamine affect the development of the brain? Like, so what, what we know is with brain imaging studies, a brain imaging study of a, of a brain and, and an addict's brain, they physically look different. The repeated exposure to dopamine alters the chemical makeup of the brain and your brain can heal. It takes about a year, sometimes more for your brain to destroy all those old pathways and create new healthy pathways. So when somebody's quitting porn, the farther away they get porn free, the less they're going to think about it. The, mm-hmm. the, so that's mm-hmm. that's just training the brain. So how, how our medication works, we use two different medications, uh, naltrexone. It's FDA approved for alcohol use disorder, opiate use disorder. How it works for pornography is it limits the endorphin release, dopamine release from external stimuli. So uh, it's used uh, for alcohol and it's used for sometimes for weight loss as well. You know, you eat a piece of chocolate, your brain says, that's great. Let's drink, let's eat four more. I like that. Well, it helps <laughs> to shut that down. So with pornography, one, it, it, it makes the, the reward from pornography less, but how it, I, I don't necessarily encourage, I obviously don't encourage people to watch pornography, even if they're on the medication. So what I find is there's like a Pavlovian effect. You know, a guy has to, has at home alone, has to send a work email at, at nine o'clock at night. He opens his computer, the Pavlovian effects kicks in. Your brain says, okay, computer porn, bam, intrusive thought about pornography. He wasn't mm-hmm. even looking for it. Right. And, and then uh, much like heroin addicts, they can inject water into their veins and get high because their brain already starts releasing those endorphins because they know what's coming. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with pornography. You already know pornography is coming just because you cracked open your computer. Your brain already starts releasing endorphins. It's a snowball effect that's hard to stop. Medication comes on board and stops the snowball before it gets started. Mm-hmm. Now, Trexone doesn't affect the libido. Very good for married individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a fan favorite. Um, minimal side effects. Most people can tolerate it well. The other medication is uh, SSRI, a common antidepressant, citalopram. If, if uh, anybody who's been around mental health knows, biggest side mm-hmm. effect of, of uh, antidepressants is sexual dysfunction, mm-hmm. decreased libido, inability to orgasm. Mm-hmm. Well, we took that and used it. And uh, you know, I wasn't the first one to do it. There's medical studies <laughs> about this, uh, but we use it to our advantage. And so if you have a lower libido, a difficulty or having an orgasm, the chances are you're, you're going to be less likely to watch porn. Mm-hmm. Good for singles. Uh, often you know, people attending Christian colleges, we really uh, market to them as as well because they, they, that, that's a very vulnerable population mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. doesn't need to be sexually active. Right, right. That's awesome. Awesome. And, you know, and I'm just sitting here listening because, you know, this is all just to help to 
um, strengthen your way, your walk and your um, relationship with Christ to continue to walk in that purity. And he gives us many tools to be able to deal with that, you, deal with that. And this is one tool that I believe that is um, you're bringing out today that is um, what you're doing is making others aware that there is other, you know, other help out there for them as well. Yeah. You know, so how can churches begin to address the issue of pornography in the church? I find it very, uh, very hard for a congregation because you, know, you say the word porn on the pulpit. That's you know, how many people are going to turn <laughs> off? Like, right, right. It needs to be addressed. It does. There's no easy way about it. You just say it. Just go out there and say it. Uh, I, like I said before, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. It's it's. And talk about it because you know over fifty percent of men sitting in the pews have watched porn in the last mm-hmm, month. Mm-hmm. Like so, go. I I went there. I went to church. Looked to my left. Looked to my right. <laughs> and I'm like, man, every other guy here has wa- is watching porn regularly. Right. Like, right. That, that kind of scares me. Like mm-hmm. not to say that makes you an evil person because it right, doesn't. Right. But I put my little girls in the church, and and then you know the guys in the, in the children's ministry. They nothing wrong with that, but. It's still this little bug inside my head. It's like, oh, something's wrong here. This isn't mm-hmm, right. This is what we, need. Mm-hmm. we need to address it. And imagine how many marriages can be saved uh, by addressing this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there is no easy way. Go about uh, just you just got to say it. It's all the, the, the clergy and the pastors out there. Just just address it. Just say that we're going to talk about porn. Like right. it's, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, and and then there's there's just countless of avenues you can take it you can go down the sexually immoral route you can go down like the the how how to cure it how to how to stop the cravings there's different routes a pastor can take on how to help Mm -hmm. i'm sure most pastors who do counseling have have addressed this so Mm -hmm. right right so isaiah you mentioned and you know i was reading up and you had mentioned that pornography addiction can be caused by mental health problems even relationship problems i think unhealthy cultural norms you know and biological problems but in what ways does pornography addiction stem um, or cause spiritual problems for people causes spiritual problems Mm -hmm. or you know what ways is yeah that it could affect them spiritually it's going to create a divide between you and God. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, my my one patient, um, and this kind of this kind of alters a person's addiction uh, view on a porn addict. Gentleman, twenties, um, would watch porn once a month, once every six months. But it would be a Saturday night, go to church, play in the church band on Sunday, feel absolutely horrible, like a hypocrite, mm-hmm. swear off of it, say I'm never going to do it again. Six months later, found it in the same place. This went on for 10 years. And finally, we came to me. We got some counseling, got some medications, been porn free for like six years now. Wow. But, mm-hmm. but that, that, that right there alters most people's definition of who a porn addict is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of a porn addict, you think of a guy who sits all day, every day, watches porn, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's not the case. This guy, once every six months, but according to the definition of what an addiction is, it, it qualifies for right. an addiction. And right. that puts a divide between you and God because uh, any sin does. It, it, sin, sin, that's what sin does, it, mm-hmm. is it divides you with with uh, with God. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how it's going to affect you spiritually. And the, the freedom you get from it is just amazing. Yes, yes. You know, 2 Timothy 2.22, you know, Paul offers some good advice, some biblical advice on how to overcome lust. 
And he talked about, you know, the scripture says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who will call on the Lord from the pure heart. You know, and I believe pornography in some ways is a form of lust, according to the scripture. Uh, what are some recovery tools you recommend for Christians to overcome the struggle with pornography? Of course, you've already given um, the information about the medicine that is available, but what are some other tools that they could use? Absolutely. Therapy is really the gold standard. Cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, those are kind of the two gold standards for um, any type of addictions. And, and so that that's number one. Uh, there are some Christian books out there um, and, you, you know, self-help books. You have internet filters, internet blockers, um, accountability partner. I don't really like the word accountability partner because it, it kind <laughs> of has a has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Like I've done something wrong. So, so now I have I to have somebody. Yeah. <laughs> let's, I, let's call him a coach, a life yeah, coach, yeah, a spiritual yeah. coach, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Somebody who can who is willing to call you out who's willing to check in on you weekly, monthly, whatever you need. And, and that's, and that's part of growing as a Christian and mm -hmm. you get somebody who can preferably not your spouse. Cause it, it can create a lot of arguments, <laughs> um, preferably, you know, a pastor, a good, good church friend. But I always say addictions is not rocket science. You know what to do mm -hmm. uh, much like losing weight. You eat less, you exercise, but for some reason, it's so hard to do. Same thing with the pornography addiction. You know what to do. You mm -hmm. know what triggers to avoid. You mm -hmm. know, you need, uh, if you need an internet filter on your, on your devices, that's fine. You know what to avoid, you know, that, you know, don't be alone uh, with, with on, on monitored internet. It's, it's not academically hard, but it is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Would you pray for those that um, maybe listen today? Because we know you said 50% of men. So someone listened today, yes. you know, they are struggling with that yes. um, pornography addiction. So could you just say a brief prayer for those Absolutely. that are listening today? Yes. <laughs> and, and there's probably wives who are listening who don't know that their husbands be born. Mm -hmm. Right. That, or that, children that. may be, you know, mm -hmm. active and, you know, yeah. watching porn, especially when you said eight or nine years old, that's very young. My yes. nephew will be, I think, eight years old. So that makes yeah. me, you know, even keep my eyes open, even a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perfect. So let's go ahead and pray. Thanks. Thank you so much, Lord, for um, for giving us this opportunity to get this word out. And we pray for that your word will, will reach people where they're at and you will not condemn them, but help them to achieve abstinence from pornography and grow closer to you while yes. doing it we pray that for the spouses of, of the people viewing porn we pray for the children who are stuck in the trap of porn that you will open their eyes on uncover the blinders that that the devil has trapped in this in this cycle of pornography uh, that they can be free free to worship you and free to grow towards you amen Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Isaiah, for joining us today. But would you tell the listeners about No X and how one can live point free and give your information how they may be able to get in touch with you? Yeah. So NoX.net. So N-O-X.net uh, is our website. You can uh, fill out a medical questionnaire and get a phone call from a doctor and, and get medication delivered to your house. 
If you still have questions, you can click our story on our homepage and you, you can set up a 10 minute free consultation with myself or the co-founder who's also a nurse practitioner. We can talk about your situation and how medication works and the options there. Uh, we are on some social medias, NoX Telemedicine, um, No-X is where to find us. All right. Thank you so much, Isaiah and listeners. If you know someone that is struggling with pornography addiction uh, and they need more help, direct them to the website, direct them to Isaiah. And I'm sure and I know that they will be able to help you in some type of area and give you the information that you need in order uh, to overcome the addiction so that you are able to live porn free. So thank you again, Isaiah, for being a part of this episode today. And listeners, until next time, have a blessed day. God bless. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.